Hey, family, today's the 105th anniversary of the miracle of the sun in Fatima, Portugal. Our Lady shows us the path to peace and to obedience to the will of God. She came to us in 1917 in Fatima, Portugal, to remind us of the lessons of the gospel. Also, today's my son, my youngest son, Joshua's birthday. Happy birthday, my son, Joshua. And I want to remind you that October, family, is the month which the Catholic Church dedicates to the Holy Rosary. This is a devotion which Our Lady loves most, and she's asked us to pray it daily if possible. In many of her apparitions to St. Dominic de Guzman, to Blessed Alan de la Roche, to St. Bernadette Subaru in Lourdes, to Blessed Jacinta, Blessed Francesco and Sister Lucia in Fatima. We've also been exhorted to pray the Rosary daily by St. Louis de Montfort, the great Mariologist. The Holy Rosary, to me, is a 50 caliber machine gun. It's a Marian devotion which several popes throughout these centuries have endorsed and encouraged the Catholic faithful to pray as a manifestation of our filial trust and love for the, our, our Mother Mary, the Mother of God, because we know the powerful intercession which Our Lady has before the Lord, has before the Blessed Trinity. <clears throat> and by the way, I want to remind you also that uh, tonight I'm going to be at the Embassy Suites by the Hilton. There's going to be a conference that's called Moral Courage Wins. We'll be talking more about it in the second segment. Uh, the conference is called Moral Courage Wins, and it's being put on by Catholics for Catholics. It's, an, it's a new organization. It's a new C4 organization that's going national to help Catholics teach Catholics how to think and how to vote. Because oftentimes, uh, when... Uh, when people look for guidance from, let's say, the USCCB, the USCCB will tell you something like, well, go ahead, go ahead and vote according to your moral conscience. Well, here's the problem with this, is that the majority of Catholics have a poorly formed moral conscience. Okay? 11 to 12% of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday. So the, the flip side of that is 88% of Roman Catholic Christians in the United States of America don't go to Mass on Sunday. So, 11 or 12% do, 88% don't. So, that probably indicates that about 12% of Catholics have a fairly, fell, a fairly well-formed moral conscience based on the Word of God and the Ten Commandments. 88% of Catholics in the U.S. don't have a well-formed moral conscience. They have a misinformed, deformed, uninformed, malformed moral conscience, like Biden, for example, and, and Pelosi, and AOC, uh, and Fauci, that those are just uh, exhibit A, B, C, and D. So, when the USCCB puts out a document and says, go ahead and vote your moral conscience, well, guess what? Most Roman Catholic Christians in this country have a deformed, malformed moral conscience. So, 88% of, uh, of, of Catholics in this country that don't go to Mass on Sunday, that live objectively in mortal sin, are going to vote for people from the party of death to continue promoting the culture of death. Because Catholics with a well-formed conscience are a minority in the United States. 12% of us 
have a well-formed conscience based on the Word of God, based on the Ten Commandments, based on the Sermon on the Mount, based on the teaching, the perennial teachings of Holy Mother Church. And so we vote for people uh, uh, and, and the party of life, which, uh, which basically means uh, that you have a, a, only a choice to vote for one party in the United States these days. That's the party that promotes pro-life, pro-God, and pro-family. Couple of things on the news before we go to the gospel of the day. Did you hear about the companies that are pulling Twitter ads uh, over child porn? Twitter is under increased scrutiny after major companies such as Dyson, Ecolab, and Mazda pull their ads from the big tech platform due to Twitter accounts soliciting and sharing child pornography in comments under the ads. This is shameful and disgusting. But the good news is that at least 30 major advertisers, Twitter profiles, have seen such illegal activity under their ads and they are threatening to pull their ads out of Twitter. This is being reported by Reuters News. Also, talk about the double standard in our society. A man admits shooting a pro-life woman and there's no charges filed yet. Are you kidding me? A 70-year-old Michigan liberal man admitted to shooting an 84-year-old pro-life woman canvasser who was knocking at the neighborhood and he's still not facing charges. The 70-year-old Michigan liberal man told the news interviewer that he accidentally shot the elderly volunteer in the front of her shoulder while trying to club away her clipboard with his 22 rifle. <laughs> so he's using his, his, right, his 22 rifle like a club to knock off the clipboard that has all kinds of pro-life legislation on it. The female victim, who remains anonymous, she claimed that he, he shot her from behind as she was leaving his porch. The man was defiant about shooting the woman, saying she was, she was having a great old time before he threatened her with a warning shot. Asked if he's afraid of facing charges, he said, it's always possible, I mean, I shot someone. Can you imagine if... A pro-lifer, if a liberal went to a pro-lifer canvassing with a clipboard trying to get uh, pro-abortion signatures, and the pro-lifer comes out with a 22 and uh, tells the, the pro-abort uh, canvasser to get the heck out of the property, the pro-abort canvasser turns around, walks away, and the pro-lifer shoots him in the back. Can you imagine what would happen? Yes, I know what would happen. Look at what happened to Mark Houck and many others. There would be an FBI raid within an hour with uh, 30 men with uh, long rifles uh, coming down onto that person's house like if he was Osama bin Laden. Unfortunately, there are two. There, there's basically the, the, the criminal injustice system. We have a two-tiered system in America today. That's sad, but that's a fact. Okay, let's, get, let's do some soul food here. Get some soul food into our soul. Today's gospel 
is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 11, verse 47 to 54. The Scripture says, The Lord said, Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you. That means a curse be on you. That means that's what the word woe means. Scholars of the law, you have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility towards him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 11, this is a chapter where we have the Lord talking about, first of all, the Lord's prayer. Then he talks about perseverance in prayer. Then he talks about unclean spirits. Then he talks to us about the sign of Jonah. Then he talks to us about the light of the body. And then he goes into the section that we read today in today's gospel at the Novus Ordo Missae, where Jesus denounces the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the lawyers. That's what's happening today in today's gospel. He mentions Abel and Zechariah. Abel's martyrdom is the first recorded in the Bible. It's in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. While Zechariah's death, century later, is not mentioned in the Old Testament, the point here is that the blood guilt accumulated throughout the Old Testament era will spill over when the Jerusalem leaders conspire to execute the Messiah. And that's exactly what happens. Then our Lord talks about the key of knowledge. What is the key of knowledge, he says? Well, the legal experts, they kept the scriptures locked up, concealing from the multitudes the most important spiritual principles of the Old Covenant. But Jesus Christ came to reveal to the little ones. The Bible is not meant to be a closed book for bright scholars. No, the Bible is meant to be a book that's a lamp unto our feet and a light to our our path for the children of God. My name is Jesse Romero. I've got a special guest up next. We're going to be talking about the conference tonight over in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's called the Catholics for Catholic Conference. By the way, you can support the show by sharing the full show link at vmpr.org. vmpr.org. You can also find us on social media at VMP Radio and our YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead. Instead of Full Steam Ahead, Fulton Sheen, get it, get it. Full sheen ahead. Share us with your friends and evangelize everyone you love. Up next, interview with a special guest talking about the Catholics for Catholic Conference tonight in Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. 
Tonight is going to be an amazing, there's going to be an amazing event here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's uh, called Moral Courage Wins. It's being hosted by Catholics for Catholics. I'm not sure who I have on. Do I have uh, John Yep or do I have Father? Nobody yet. So, tonight, October 13th, in Phoenix, Arizona, we're going to have an event that's called Catholics for Catholics. Why are we having this conference? Well, by the way, who's going to be some of the speakers? General Michael Flynn. <laughs> you all know who he is, okay? Uh, General Michael Flynn was a foreign, foreign policy advisor to several Republican U.S. presidential candidates and the national security advisor to President Donald Trump. He's also holds three master's degrees. He's a recipient of numerous military intelligence and law enforcement awards. He's a fearless voice for the Catholic Church, for the patriots and conservatives. We also have Father James Altman there tonight. Father James Altman. He's also a, a fearless, he's, he's a former lawyer who became a Catholic priest. And again, he's a fearless voice for the truth. He's the one that was canceled because he essentially gave a homily that said, you cannot be a Catholic and vote for a Democrat. By the way, we say this all the time in the show. That's a true statement. Unfortunately, he was canceled by his bishop. We're also going to have another uh, other great Catholics that are going to be speaking tonight. Mark Fincham. Uh, you also have Blake Masters. These are Catholics running for political offices. And uh, let me see. I have my... Okay. Yeah, so tonight it's called Moral Courage Wins. And by the way, who do we have on? Do we have, oh, we have Father Altman on. Oh I can't God. hear. Yeah, oh, I can hear you, Father. Okay, How good deal. You? Yeah, because oh. it's been a, a bit of a nightmare to get this all hooked up. But we're on, Father. We're, we're on. So tonight, uh, there's going to be the first of this kind conference in Phoenix, Arizona. I think this is going to yeah. go national. This movement called Catholics for Catholics, because we got to wake up Catholics and teach them how to think and how to vote and how to act like responsible citizens in this country. So what can we what do we expect to hear tonight from this conference called Moral Courage Wins? Sure. Well, uh, all the speakers will be talking about how we have to bring our faith, our morality into the public square. And that's we're commanded by Almighty God to be a light of Christ. We don't put our light of faith under a bushel basket. No, it's, it's supposed to be out there. We're supposed to be the salt that that flavors the earth, the, the leaven to heaven. And, and unfortunately, we're not getting that from any of our leaders. Well, I mean, precious few. The vast, vast majority of them are not doing that unless they're promoting some SJW treasonous criminality like at the border. So it is time for us to speak up and speak out and call these bishops to task. Well, that's my job. And, uh, and really say it is time to be Catholic. And that's what this is, Catholics for Catholics. we got a bunch of imposters, a bunch of frauds that are running for office that call themselves Catholic. I mean, the most obvious examples, you know, you have Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. But so many of them say, D do nothing. And they're going to answer for that because God has given them gifts and talents that they're supposed to use for the betterment of God's kingdom. And they are failing. And it is time we called them out and said, enough is enough. So there. Now, <laughs> you see, you got me worked up. Yes. <laughs> that that's exactly what's happening here in Arizona in in uh in the race uh in 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 some of the key races governor secretary of state attorney general you right, have right. fake catholics on yes. the democrat side that are running for these high offices these are fake catholics 
And uh, and and again, we got to expose them. And we also got yes. exposed. We also got exposed the rhinos that go ahead and betray the their party platform when it comes to the issues of life and marriage. We also have yeah. to. We have to be, uh, uh, also uh, expose the uniparty uh, when, wherever yeah. we see it. But I'll tell you one of the things I like about tonight, Father, is that fact that yes, you're coming. We have you, a Catholic priest. You're coming from a, a spiritual perspective, but then we also have General Flynn, who's probably coming from a civil right. political perspective. So, you it goes to show faith and reason is in harmony, and we're going to be hearing faith and reason from the pulpit tonight. Isn't that true? That is exactly right. What I what I was asked to do specifically was was uh, in brief. I think I get like 15 minutes. Like I'm supposed to somehow. Uh, uh, elucidate the totality of Catholic teaching on on uh, faith in the public square, specifically against socialism, and uh, do that in 15 minutes. But that's going to be my perspective. I'm going to show it just very briefly the teaching of the Catholic Church from the popes themselves, canonized popes who say you can't be Catholic and a Democrat. Well, right? give us a These, are give, These are give canonized us a popes. You got a few minutes. Go ahead and t- give us some bullets. Some oh, some yeah. of the main bullets that you're going to drop oh. on us tonight. All right. Well, okay. Here it is. I just came up from downstairs printing it out, and uh, I bring in Abraham Lincoln. You know, who said, you know, from these honored dead, you know, th- these Democrats spit on every grave of every sol- soldier, sailor, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, every everyone that lost their life and gave the last full measure. So I'm kind of quoting the Gettysburg Address there. They spit on the graves when they sell our country down the road to socialism. But these people gave their lives to defend our faith and our freedom right from day one, 1776. And we hold these truths to be self-evident that God created us. He created us equal and he gives us the right for life. Without life, you don't have liberty or happiness. So, uh, so I, I bring in Abraham Lincoln. He's a favorite of mine. I talk about how Jesus said, if you lead the lambs astray, better you get the great millstone around your neck. Now, maybe you've heard me. I think you just heard me say that. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, I was with you in Virginia uh, last week. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia Beach. When I, yeah. when I talked about what Jesus meant when he said the great millstone had to be meant an improper burial, which meant you were goddamned for eternity. Yeah. And Jesus said, better that than you lead my little lambs astray. That's mm-hmm. a message to every shepherd. Uh, so anyway, so here's a couple things that, that you'll hear tonight. So right back from Pope Pius IX, so we're talking 1846 to 1878. This is not some new thing, right? He knew back then, but he said this, you are aware indeed that the goal of this most iniquitous plot is to drive people to overthrow the entire order of human affairs and to draw them over to the wicked theories of socialism and communism by confusing them with perverted teachings. So he said that way back in 1840. He said that on on December 8th, 1849, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Isn't that something? So since 1849, we've known communism and socialism is damned. So Mm -hmm. when I said you can't be Catholic and a a socialist, be a Democrat, that is actually true. So why aren't the bishops doing this? You know why? Because they don't believe it. They don't believe in the truth of our faith. And they're leading Jesus's lambs astray, which means they're going to get the great. It would have been better if they got the great millstone treatment, meaning God damn you to eternity in hell. So, uh, yeah, so but, there you go. That's a little teaser. Yeah, that's a great teaser. By the way, the word woe that our Lord Jesus Christ uses all over the Gospels, the word woe in Hebrew means a curse be on you. Uh, yes. The word, the word curse, it means if you, it's a synonym for damned. To be cursed yes. is to be damned. So when our, Thank you, Jesse. 
Yeah, that's what the word woe means in Hebrew. It means a right. covenant curse upon you. That's yes. what it means. And by the way, in the book of Deuteronomy, I forget which chapter it is, but there's a chapter towards the end of it where it says uh, uh, the, uh, the, the book of blessings and the book of curses. So God yes. gives Israel a litany of blessings if you do this and a litany of curses if you do this. And so basically what you have in the Bible, if you obey God, you're going to walk through salvation history all the way to heaven. If you do disobey God, you're walking through damnation history all the way to hell. And that's what you've been saying, Father, since, uh, you know, for, for the last couple of years. That's every time I hear you. But hey, as, of, as far as tonight, if you want to see yeah. Father Altman, uh, General Flynn, we're going to be tonight. It starts at 5 o'clock at the Embassy Suites by the Hilton. It's in Phoenix, Arizona. The conference is called Moral Courage Wins. It starts at 5 o'clock. Father, uh, why should people go? You know, uh, one of the things that keeps... It just happened again in the airport yesterday. Uh, People that I've never met before come up to me and say, thank you, you fed us during COVID. We had no one to turn to when the churches were locked down. You got us through COVID, through this wow. insanity that we suffered through. And, and how that happens is that because then you find out you're not alone. You're not crazy. Evil is real. Leaders in the church have failed us. They've abandoned us. They betrayed us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we're, <laughs> we're actually down in Peoria where I use that. No, no, were you there in Peoria? Yeah, I was. Yeah. There. yeah. yeah. And, and I talked about what when soldiers go AWOL. They are executed for treason, for betrayal, right? And I said, our bishops went AWOL for two years. Mm-hmm. And they're still AWOL. They're AWOL in the public square. They're not saying anything. So what? What by coming to this tonight, you will be affirmed in your faith. You will be affirmed in the truth. You'll be guided as to how to go forward from this horror that we're living in. And and then if, if for no other reason than to be a martyr, red or white, so that one day when you stand before God, he will say, well, well done, well done, my good and faithful servant. But you're not going to get this from 99% of the churches out there because everybody won't say anything. And even the good priests won't say anything because they know these filthy shepherds in miters, these monsters and miters will shut them down, will cancel them. Yeah. So come tonight, you're going to hear uncanceled voices speak the truth and inspire you as you That's go right. forward to, your, to our eternity. Yeah, tonight's going to be like a big old football huddle. We're going to have a bunch of uh, Vince Lombardis, and we're all going to be getting our our. Uh, uh, we're going to be in a holy huddle, getting the instructions that we need so we can be wide receivers for Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> as as Father and and, uh, and and all the other speakers throw us, uh, you know, eighty yard eighty yard touchdown passes tonight. If you want more information, go to c4c.com, c4c.com. That stands for Catholics for Catholics. It's going to be at the Embassy Suites by the Hilton in Phoenix, Arizona. The name of the conference is called Moral Courage Wins. It starts at 5 p.m. If you want more information, go to c4c.com. Father, I've been seeing you lately, uh, different parts of the country, and uh, you know what? You inspire me. You inspire me to become holy, and you inspire me to keep on uh, having that holy zeal for Jesus Christ and Holy Mother of the Church. Yeah, I don't know if anybody can inspire anybody more than you do, Jesse. Okay. I, I say, I've said to people, I hate going on speaking after him because he's just so dynamic. Uh, no, it's been a real joy. We're like each other's wingman. And I got your back, you got mine. Yeah. And Father, I, you know what? Who knows how things are going to end in this world? But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, 
I plan on seeing you forever in the next world. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesse. Say likewise. Well, we'll see you tonight. Uh, tonight at the Moral Courage Wins Conference. Father uh, Altman will be there. You got some incredible speakers. General Michael Flynn. You got uh, Mark Mark Fincham. You got Kelly Cooper. You got Blake Masters. Alan Ali Crane. Uh, this is where. This is exactly what the Bible says. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. If you want to be inspired, if you want to be sharpened by some of the best Vince Lombardi coaches out there, uh, like Father James Altman, we'll see you tonight at the Catholics for Catholic Conference. The title is Moral Courage Wins. It starts at 5 p.m. Father, we'll see you in a couple of hours. All right. God bless you, Jesse. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Gracias, Padre. Gracias. Thank you. We'll see you tonight. Up next, we'll continue talking about spiritual warfare and communism, the way communists try to control us. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. In light of the times that we're living in right now, it would probably be a good, wise uh, investment of your time if you would listen to 47 short videos. They're all between three and five minutes each by Father Ripperger on communism. It's basically spiritual warfare and communism. When Father Ripper does these 47 five-minute videos, they're all under five minutes. What he does is he shows, because again, he's been an exorcist for 16 years, he shows the behavior of demons and communists is completely congruent. When you listen to him, you will fall off your chair because this is exactly what's been imported into the United States through the Democrat Party is communism. Uh, Mr. Engineer... Can you play the clip from Father Ripperger called Spiritual Warfare on Communism? One of the things that exorcists observe is that demons try and control every single aspect of our lives. In my book on psychology called The Introduction to the Science of Mental Health, I make the observation in uh, one of the chapters in the third part about how people who try and control everybody else is is the product of them having no internal self-control. In other words, because they can't control themselves, they have to control everybody else in order to feed this app, these, their appetites of what they want. Demons use temptation versus other forms of diabolic attack to slowly gain control over the individual. In other words, demons will use various forms of temptation to slowly kind of gain control over the individual. And if you give in to them, you've already ceded a little bit of power or area in your life to them. Their ultimate goal is to control every aspect of a person's life and to eventually have him in hell under him. Because if a demon managed to get gets you to commit the sin for which you are damned, you are under him in hell. 
And they want that way they can control you for the rest of eternity because you're under them. And in hell, the, there's no love, no good, no nothing except power. So everything is about power. Communists, in relationship to them, there is no aspect of a person's day-to-day -day life which they don't want to have absolute and complete control. You see this in the, our government right now. There's not a single area of our life that isn't taxed, that isn't trying to be controlled, that isn't trying to be uh, manipulated, or that they're trying to position themselves in order to have complete control of literally every aspect of our lives. This is why they are developing technology and working with people that are heads of technological companies in order to attract, control, as well as spy on people continuously. They basically want to maximize their control. Why? Because communism is not a system which persuades the masses. It persuades a percentage of the people. Certain people will sign off or uh, give assent to the ideas of communism, but in the end, a majority of the people realize it's a bogus political system or in a bogus way of looking at life and philosophically, etc. And so the only way they can maintain the power, because eventually the people will just simply overthrow them. The only way they can maintain power is by having complete control over every aspect of people's lives. You cannot control somebody if you don't know what they're doing. This is why they wanted to develop all sorts of forms of surveillance and keeping track of people. Just as with demons, one wants to control someone else is the product of himself being out of control. In other words, there is great moral corruption among communists. You can read that among the people who have been in it and gotten out. They don't have interior virtue and discipline and self-control. They have a kind of diabolic discipline in trying to achieve their agenda, but not in the area of moral lives. So when it comes to relating with other people, they don't have any internal discipline and can't relate to people with that discipline. So they ultimately want to basically take away everybody's freedom in relationship to choosing what they're going to do. In other words, they don't want people to have a certain amount of freedom. Those who are communists try to control people and this is a sign that they themselves lack interior control and a certain amount of interior freedom to be able to take or leave something. In other words, part of a person having a certain amount of virtue in relationship to something is they can take it or leave it. Whereas a person who has vice, they're just constantly inclined towards it and they can't resist in relationship to it. And this gives us an indication that communism is a vicious system. When a person or a group of people, that is a movement like communism, seeks to control people, it's a sign of viciousness, ultimately. Both demons and communists cannot live and let live. They're both compulsive and try to control others. That's one of the ways that you can discern a communist. If he cannot live and let live, that's a pretty good sign he's a communist. You've been listening to a short little video made by Father Chad Ripperger, who's uh, been an exorcist for the last uh, 16 years. He runs uh, Liber Cristo and the Deloran Fathers. That's the name of his order, the Deloran Fathers. Uh, and what he's done, he's done the church a big favor because what he's done, he's put out 47 short little videos showing the connection the, the, the behavior which is congruent between demons and communists. Why do I say this is important? 
because this is exactly what's been imported into America through the Democrat Party. And this is exactly what we as Catholics are fighting against. The church, the church has always spoken out against communism. The church has always spoken out against socialism. But now, unfortunately, it's infiltrated not only politics, but it's also infiltrated the church. Here are some of the connections that Father Ripperger makes in, re- in relation to demons and communists. He says that demons try to control every aspect of our lives. People who, who, um, who are trying to control others have no internal self-control. He says demons use various kinds. Uh, <clears throat> demons use various kinds of temptation to slowly, slowly gain control over an individual. A demon's goal is to control every aspect of a person's life and to eventually have him under him. But if a demon gets you to commit the sin for which you go to hell for, guess what? You're under that demon forever. That way they can control you forever and torture you forever for the rest of eternity. And in hell... There's no love, there's no good, there's only raw, naked power by demons. Father Ripperger says that communists are the same. They behave the same as demons. They want to have complete control and power over people. That's our government right now. That's the Democrat Party right now. They want to have complete control over us. Get the jab, six feet apart. You know, uh, you need to get uh, uh, this pass, uh, you know, your vax pass to to get on the plane. And they're still not, it's still not over, trust me. They're thinking about other ways to control us through big tech and big pharma. And since they control basically all the mainstream media, but for a few channels, They know that they can get their information, disseminate their information to many low-information Americans. Yep. Communists, like our government, want complete control of our lives. You see our government right now, under the Biden administration, unelected Joe Biden, there isn't a single area that isn't taxed or controlled or manipulated by our government. And by the way, (laughs) here we go. If you look at the history of wars in this country, when, when Democrats have the reins of power, you can almost be assured that we're going to go to war. Guess what? We're in a proxy war with Russia right now through Ukraine. And Putin knows this. Putin knows that we're the money behind Ukraine, behind the equipment and behind all the military, uh, all the military ammunition. It's the U.S. And so... Unelected Joe Biden is flirting with nuclear war. Why? Russia has the, the, over 6,000 nuclear warheads. They have the most nuclear warheads of anybody on planet Earth, of any nation. I looked it up yesterday just to make sure that I was accurate. The U.S., we're number two. We have about 5,000 nuclear warheads. For both these superpowers to, go and go, to, uh, uh, to be at war with each other, is to assure 
mutually assured self-destruction. And again, it was funny. People were saying when when uh, President Trump was president, oh, no, he's going to get us into a war. He's going to get us into a war. Under President Trump, we had the greatest four years of peace that we've ever enjoyed all over the world. Communism, and you see it right now in our government, they're working with big tech and big pharma in order to control people and to spy on people. Communism is not a system that persuades, as Mao Zedong says, communism gets what it wants at the end of a gun. Oh yeah, communism can persuade a percentage of low-information people, what I would call sheeple, and these people will sign off or give assent to the ideas of communism, but in the end, the majority of people realize that communism doesn't work, it's a horrible political system, and the only way communists can maintain power is by having complete control over every aspect of people's lives, which includes businesses. Banks, education. This is exactly what they want to do. You cannot control someone if you do not know what they're doing. And that's what the left's always trying to, that, that's why the left is always trying to find ways of surveillance against their citizens in order to keep track of us. And this is why demons who want to control others. They're also a product of being out of control. We'll be right back. Terry and Jesse's show. Stick around. More good information coming up. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I'd like you to listen to a short little clip from Edify. This is from uh, Catholic Vote. Her name is Callie Federek, and she's talking about how our free speech is under fire. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Okay. As uh, as the end, as our the Mister Engineer is getting the clip, I just want to mention about the power of the spoken word. You have to watch what you say. Why? You're going to be judged by everything that comes out of your mouth. Mister Engineer is going to play the clip. Here we go. Freedom of speech. This long-held tenet of American society is being threatened by government officials and activist groups across the country. And they aren't content just to silence the voices of those they disagree with. They are forcing Americans to actually speak contrary to their beliefs. Throughout history, the Supreme Court has recognized that without free speech, America will cease to be a vibrant and free democracy that promotes human flourishing and rejects government coercion. Americans have always sought to uphold the principle that while we might disagree with what another is saying, we'll do everything we can to defend their right to say it. But now we're witnessing an increased targeting of Americans and their beliefs by the government dictating what must be said. This should frighten all of us. 
Government officials and activists have launched a full-scale campaign to misuse laws to force people across the country to say things they don't believe or else to face steep consequences, including six-figure fines and even jail time. Here's a real-world example. In an upcoming Supreme Court case, 303 Creative Violinus, Colorado is trying to force Lori Smith, a Denver-based graphic artist and website designer, to create and promote designs that violate her beliefs about marriage. Lori works with everyone, including those who identify as LGBT. She always decides which projects to design based on the message requested and never, never based on the person requesting it. And that's exactly how it should be. For example, if someone who identifies as gay asked Lori to design a website promoting animal rescue or children with disabilities, she'd gladly create that message. The problem is when Lori is asked to promote a message inconsistent with her convictions. Think about this. Colorado is controlling Lori's speech and telling her what to say and when to say it. It doesn't matter to the state that its message about marriage violates Lori's religious beliefs that guide and inspire every aspect of her life. Colorado insists that she must violate her conscience or not create wedding websites at all. This is unprecedented, and it means that the government could force you or me to say just about anything. That's really dangerous, and it violates the Constitution. Right now, people like Lori are being actively targeted in the marketplace and increasingly in the courts. Why? Because the government wants to censor and coerce anyone who holds a belief about marriage the government doesn't agree with. So Lori is not simply standing for her own speech. She's standing for all Americans to express messages that align with their core convictions. If the government has the power to force Lori to speak a message, it can force just about anyone to speak a message. After all, free speech is essential to a free and pluralistic society. It's the beauty of civil discourse and the unique freedom we have as Americans to speak consistent with our convictions without fear of government punishment. And no one, no one should be forced to say something that they don't believe. Americans deserve better, and the Constitution requires it. I'm Kelly Fedorik from Alliance Defending Freedom. Wow. What, we just got uh, three college units by listening to Kelly Fedorik and how our free speech is under fire. You know, as, as Catholics, we, we seem to, if you just look at what's happening in the culture, they're trying to take away free speech from conservatives, patriots, and people of faith. They've already been doing that in social media. They're trying to do this now in the public square. They're trying to re-educate our children by the public school education with the secular media and the music, which, which all leans left. These are, these are Marxist, communist tactics. One of the things that you'll notice from the left, what they'll use, they'll use... Saul Alinsky methods against their opposition, which means they'll try to laugh at you, shame you, or ridicule you. You don't believe me? Just turn on the, turn on the television in the evening and look at all these leftist comedians. They, talk, they take 
serious topics and they talk about serious people and all they do is poke fun at them. So, in other words, they deride them. Uh, in case you didn't realize that for Catholics, derision is a sin. The word derision, it comes from the word ridicule. To laugh at somebody, to ridicule them, to shame them intentionally, this is a sin, according to the church's, Holy Mother Church's teachings. It's, a, it's considered a sin that through speech or laughter we seek to shame people, or we deride people in order to shame them, in order to lower them in other people's view. Communists in China, for example, publicly shame people in order to weaken their opposition and to make them look bad. This is how they control their speech. You'll even see this in the mainstream media. They'll take, they'll, they'll take, they'll laugh at people and just, just to ridicule and deride them, especially if there's conservatives, patriots, or people of faith. If you don't believe me, talk about free speech under fire. A former president can't even use Twitter. I mean, terrorists can use Twitter. Uh, porn, porn hustlers, you know, can use Twitter. But the former president of this country can't use Twitter. This is how our free speech is under fire. This is what I would call Saul Alinsky rule number five in rules for radicals. He says, ridicule is man's most potent weapon. You ridicule someone else so that other people will laugh at him. And in that process, their view of the person has been diminished. Guess who they did that to? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Guess who else they did that to? Former President Donald Trump. It's a powerful weapon. The, the, the right of free speech, they, uh, the left, again, they, they want to shut people up that don't agree with them. This is what communists do. Communists do the very same thing that basically demons do. Demons, they, they take a look at the lay of the land and they see what they can use to their advantage. And they'll even use your speech against you. Well, communists do the very same thing that demons do. If they feel they're going to gain something, they continually protest and protest. It doesn't seem to stop until they wear you down. It's the Saul Alinsky rule number eight. Keep the pressure on. Never let up. Demons try to control every aspect of our lives. And this is what this government is trying to do. They're trying to control every aspect of our life, including our speech, uh, monitoring us through big tech, through big pharma. How important is the spoken word? It's so important. James the Apostle says the following, James chapter 3, verse 6 and 10. He says this, And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the cycle of nature and setting on and set on fire by hell for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind but no human being can tame the tongue a restless evil full of deadly poison with it we bless the, we bless the lord and father and with it we curse men 
who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not to be so. Close quote. Kyle Clement, my, uh, the instructor at Liber Christo, he says, A demon is attracted to one who blesses and curses God with the same tongue. I'm going to repeat that again. A demon is attracted to one who blesses and curses God with the same tongue. Kyle Clement is Father Ripperger's right-hand man in exorcisms for the last 15 years. He's Father Ripperger's case facilitator and administrator for all his exorcisms for the last 15 years. So when Kyle says a demon is attracted to one who blesses and curses God with the same tongue, this means the demon looks for inconsistencies in speech and actions. Those inconsistencies represent vulnerabilities or imperfections or defects. Our Lord said, he's going to judge us by everything that comes out of our mouth. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37. Our Lord Jesus Christ says the following, I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will render an account for every careless word they utter. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Sobering words. But I just wanted to thank uh, Kelly Federick for this uh, short little video. The fact is, they're trying to violate the Constitution, the left, by uh, because our free speech is under fire in this country. And that goes against constitutional law. We don't need government approval to speak our mind. And so, this was a great video. Government should be about protecting free speech, not censoring free speech. And uh, again, Voltaire once said, anti-Catholic Voltaire, he said, nothing in the message is as important as the concept of free speech. Even a wicked man and an atheist like Voltaire, a God-hating man like Voltaire, realized the importance of free speech. That's a wrap. My name is Jesse Romero. (coughs) Hopefully I see most of you tonight over at the Catholics for Catholic uh, conference over in Arizona. Go to C4C.com, C4C.com. It's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. General Flynn, Father Altman, and many others will see you tonight. It's going to be at the Embassy Suites Hotel, Phoenix, Arizona. The theme of the conference is Moral Courage Wins. Let's go out there, men and women, and get our marching orders from these great stalwart men. God bless you. Keep the faith up next. Gary Machuda, hands on apologetics. And as for me, that's a wrap. EOW, end of watch. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey. Oh, sorry about that. Dr. Sandoval is up next. Dr. Sandoval, up next.